welcome to Warm and Fuzzy, a podcast dedicated to all things nostalgic. We review our favorite movies, TV shows, and talk about fun trends from our childhood. I'm your host, Amelia. And I'm your co-host, Shane. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warm and Fuzzy. I am your host, Shane. I am your co-host, Amelia. How are you, Miss Amelia? I'm good. Um, it is Wednesday. The sun was shining today. Uh, we've been getting like sneak peeks of the sun. We've been getting like, we've been spoiled with sun lately. We have been. So, of course, naturally, yesterday was a fucking shambles. Yeah. It was raining. It was cold. It was windy. Mm-hmm. It was, you know... But even yesterday morning, I was like, oh. Yeah, it was still sunny. She's and then sunny. it like turned. Yeah. I walked to the station this morning without a jacket on. Oh my God, how yeah. brave. Because I, it's also uphill. So, <laughs> you know, your boy gets hot. Yeah, um, same. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I have been reading cute. this week. And okay. I've also um, got a couple of things that I watched that I wanted to talk about. Slight. So the first thing is reading uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book. I'm glad my mom died. Wow. Yeah. So Jeanette McCurdy was on, correct me if I'm wrong, Hannah Montana, maybe? No. The Sweet Life? (laughs) Oh my God, I have no idea. She's a child actress and she was on Cat and Something with Ariana Grande. I feel like this would be your Um, your wheelhouse. You would know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know who she is. Yeah. She was on iCarly. No. iCarly. Yes, yeah. that's it. And she didn't she she didn't return for the reunion. That's right. Um yes. so this is her uh autobiography. Um Also on Sam and Cat. Sorry. That's it. You're that's right. It. I yeah, never watched yeah. Sam and Cat though. I never watched any of them. No, these yeah. are all like kind of just like It's a just like touch a little bit not after my after our time. Yeah, exactly. Zoe 101 is what I would know her from. Yeah. She was also on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, she was on there for like one episode where she played a young uh, Bizarro World Dewey. Yes. Yes. And she (laughs) talks about how they put wax behind her ears to make them stand out so that she looked like Dewey. Oh, my God. I loved Malcolm in the Middle. Me too. It was such a good show. And the like format of it, so interesting. Mm -hmm. Like Malcolm being the narrator narrator and like the central part of the plot. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's good. I love that show. And Mm -hmm. just like... How they had the four brothers and just like the chaos and yeah. like how I love their house and like how it was just like a regular house. Yeah. And I like it wasn't fancy. It was just nah. like a regular middle class home. Home. It yeah. was really a glimpse of the everyday, right? Yes. I used to have a crush on the brother, not Reese. the oldest one, the one under Reese. Reese. Yeah. Yeah. Francis, too old. Yeah. Malcolm, basically us. Yes. You know, because we have you have to pick which one you are. So you're Malcolm. Yeah. Because he's a star. Mm-hmm. And then Dewey. A baby. A baby. <laughs> yeah. So Reese is so really your only choice. Yeah, this is the option. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love that show. So yeah, she's on there and she's talking about like her relationship with her mom and basically, um, spoiler alert, um, her mom is like super, was super abusive. Oh my God. Um, and just like had maybe Munchausen syndrome, <gasps> wanted to keep her like really young um, and like super skinny. So she developed, you know, like... Eating disorders. And she was probably right. The mum was probably riding the gravy train, right? Yeah. Like, like, I think like she says, um, I'm only like a third of the way through it. So there's still so much more to kind of get into. But um, her mum wanted to be an actress. So she's like. 
okay. pushing it all on Jeanette. Checks out. And yeah, so Jeanette like has these ambitions of wanting to be a writer and her mom's just like, I hope you don't like writing more than you like acting because like you're so good at acting. So she like has to pretend that she like doesn't like writing yeah. because her mom is like so obsessed with her becoming an actress. Wow. It's wild. So yeah, apparently it is really good and they've like sold out of hard copies. Wow. Yeah, which is wild like when do you ever sell out of like hard copies of no books? one sells out of hard copies of books no anymore. that's it so yeah. it's like a new york times bestseller already yeah um and obviously i read everything on kindle so that's how i was able to get it cute yeah um so i've been reading that um you still read books like regular books don't you you don't read on kindle yeah if i read a book I'll, if i read something i'll read a regular book but i've been contemplating getting something like a kindle because I don't know, normal books used to motivate me, but I just feel like after uni, something just happened in my brain and I was like, oh my God, I've read so much mm. for the last five years. I need like, a break. I need a break. Yeah. yeah. And I've just not ever like kind of picked up from that break. It's really bad. I feel like you would like a Kindle because yeah. I was like you where I was like, I like the smell of books. I like holding a book in my hands. I like that tactile, you know, part of it. But Den got me that Kindle and I can read at night now. Yeah. You know, granted I'll pass out after like a few pages. But that's the best thing about a book That's though. why you read a book because it will make you it's fall asleep. A, it's a sleeping pill. Yes. <laughs> but it's so, uh, I read so much more now having yeah. everything on a Kindle and also for when you travel and when I travel, yeah. we can have our Kindle and read as many books as we like. That's true. And you don't have to worry Maybe about I'll get the weight. One. I have big little life at home that mm. I've been trying to read forever yeah but like then i started moving and like mm -hmm. i just haven't picked it up again and it's just like so annoying to try and read a physical book in bed and like you want to get comfortable and like turn over yeah. but you can't it's also the backlight i think really helps right yeah and you can book. turn it up or down yeah mine's quite low because i read in like pitch black yeah um so <laughs> yeah it's you're good the, you're the american horror story meme of like sarah paulson in the bed you know, i've just, never like, seen it scrolling her phone oh you yeah would that's know it me if you saw okay it. well then that's definitely me because that's me in the middle of the night Damn. yeah um and then what i've been watching so we watched uh this documentary on Netflix, Untold, where they mm -hmm. interview sports people and it's usually some crazy story. Cute. So the one that we watched last night was about this um, NFL player, American football mm -hmm. um, player, Manti Teo. And he was from Hawaii. And basically the story goes that he, so he's a college football player, now professional football player, or was, mm. and then he retired last year. Um, while he was playing football, his grandma died and his girlfriend died on the same day. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this, like, horrible tragedy. But then we found out that the girlfriend was actually not a real person. He was being catfished. <gasps> so, he was, like, in a four-year relationship, three-year relationship with this girl. Online. Online. And he was catfished. Oh, my God. Yeah. And people are like, how did you, like, not know? Yeah. But it was in 2008 or whatever. But I also hate these people that are like, how did you not know? I think... Like, love is deceptive, right? And you also, like, some people, like, don't want to know. People are lonely. Yeah. They don't want to know. Yeah. And also, like, it's convenient for some people to, mm -hmm. like, have that relationship just be on the phone. Yeah. And he's young and I gathered that he was, like, maybe a little bit, you know, dopey. Yeah. You know, not, like, not 
people there, like not the smartest, yeah. not the brightest crayon in the box, you yeah. know. Um, and he made attempts to go and see her and every time something would happen or he would try and FaceTime and it would be like, you know, the person on the other end would like cover the camera and be like, oh, I can't see you. Yeah. Just like real dumb shit like that. <laughs> and um, Not that. I won't spoil it for you. You should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, sounds interesting. But, but, we, but this is like, that's not even a spoiler because like yeah. everybody sort of knows. knows you know that. from the preview that the girlfriend is fake. Okay. Yeah, so... That was really interesting. Um, and I just like by the end of it, I just like really felt sorry for the guy, the football player. I was like, God, you know, your life is ruined by yeah. this person because this person is so selfish and yeah. just like a fucking monster and should be in jail for what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So you should watch it's it just, just to see like how chaotic it is because like there's really something wrong with a person for them to have this long-term relationship with somebody, fully deceive them. And have them fall in love with them and then just like. Just out. Yeah. Just like be a piece of shit like that. Like to yeah. have this long-term lie. It's like That's insane. horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Um, and then the next thing I watched was the new Game of Thrones. I watched the first episode too. Okay. So tell me how your week was. Um, my how week was you? really good. Uh, in regards to, yeah, like watching. I watched the first episode of what's it called? Something in fire. I don't know. Um, House of the dragon. House of the dragon. Yeah. I don't know. I think I need more to decide. Yeah. I'm definitely not as enthralled as I remember being for the initial game of Thrones. But I think it takes time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's going to be a slow burn. And I, I also think Matt Smith is like one of the strangest looking human beings on the face of the earth. That's Damon Targaryen. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. with like the no brows and the really yeah. sunken in eyes. Yeah. yeah. Strange. Potato. In s- yeah, yes. <laughs> potato <laughs> potato with the weed. I, I was trying to figure out what he looked like and he yeah. was like definitely potato So he the used to be Doctor Who. And he was also um, Prince Philip in The yes, Crown. Yes, in The Crown. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Young yeah. Prince Philip. Correct. Um, also me. Great actor. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, Just like very, I think he looks really strange in this setting like and he always has like a very interesting face but like quite suited prince philip and like was quite handsome in that role but i also think quite suits game of thrones like house of the dragon yeah. because he looks he doesn't look ethereal he looks like a fantasy character he does because of his odd features yeah do you know what i mean very that are very you like rooting, lord of the rings are you rooting for him no. After the first episode? Yeah, neither. Yeah, no. I think I've watched maybe like the two two episodes. There's only one. That's oh, sorry. Then I've only <laughs> watched the first episode. Bitch, it was long then. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Was a sh- that was a movie. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. I think he's giving asshole. Um, yeah, not a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm kind of like, I don't know what this auntie, like the queen that should have been, but I'm like, Let's make her the queen. Like, yeah, like what's, I'm ready. Yeah, what's happening? Like the people, the people love her. Yeah, she's the den of this storyline. The, she's the people's princess. princess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I watched that. Mm-hmm. I think I'll like it. Yeah. Um, I probably just need to warm myself up to it a little bit more. Uh, That's the thing. I think with this series, it, it was always going to come in with people being like unsure about it because it has so much to live up to, yeah. especially given that the last two seasons of Game of Thrones were a fucking travesty. I was going to say there were so messy boots that it's It was like, so messy yeah. that people were just like so disappointed. It's like, oh God, okay, well, this is probably going to be terrible too. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm quite optimistic. Yeah. I feel like it's, 
I feel like it's good. Yeah. You know? I don't know if I like the main character, though. The new Daenerys. Rhaenyra. Yeah, Rhaenyra. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about you. You seem a bit she like... She looks super young. Yeah. She seems a bit like... I was like, is she 12? She literally looks like a baby. She's 22. <gasps> Jealous. Yeah. Drop the skincare routine. It's wild. Yeah. But then she's got like the weird... Um, like incesty vibes with yeah, with uncle. the uncle, freaky. But I feel like she would be better off with the guy with the hot, the Dornish like, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You also need to mix those jeans. You why's, need to mix. Why them? has everyone got white hair? Freaks me out. Oh my god. Um, but also, do you think like her mum is related to her? Oh, hundred well? percent. Like, because she's got white hair too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how many people have like bleached blonde hair like that? I know, that's wild. Y'all need to be from the same family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like closely related. Yeah. Um, I've been continuing to watch Charmed. Mm-hmm. Where are you up to? Season two, episode I think like five. Heaven. Yeah. Has there been the baby yet? The baby no, episode? No, baby doesn't come. Until like later on in season two. Which baby? The abandoned baby. No, not yet. Oh, okay. No. So you haven't met the guy who works at the auction house and then yes. the blonde guy? The twin. Yeah, the, the twin. The guy that's the twin. Yep, okay, yep, so yep. the baby episode is to come then. Coming. Yeah. yeah. And then the one where she turns into a man. Yes. They're like kind of one after another. We're like, oh, sorry. I've seen the one where they come, where she turns into a man. So maybe mm. it'll be like the episode after. Yeah. Um. We met Sam who was... The, the white lighter. Our sister's, yeah, mm-hmm. um, mum's white lighter. I'm Paige's like, father. Bitch, where's Paige? <laughs> She's <laughs> living her best she? life. Where for art thou? Um, yeah, so that's been really good. Season two is like such a great season. I think even better than season one. It's probably one of the best. And yeah. se- season two and season three yeah. are I also need to golden talk era. To, yeah, I also need to talk to you about this. I didn't realise Andy died so early. Like, he dies... Before the season end of one. season one. Yeah, that's right. Because Prue grieves. Yeah. And But he was like so iconic. Yeah, I, I know. He was he made such an impact yeah. on the show, I yeah, feel like. I agree. But then like bless Daryl for like sticking around for like eight seasons. Yeah. But like what else is he doing? I you know, know. I know. I love him though. I hope he got paid well for this show. Yeah, me too. He stuck out for so long. He did. He was really there till the end. Mm. Um, and then like my usual Housewives mm-hmm. trilogy, like I've been watching Atlanta, um, Beverly Hills and Dubai. Okay. All great. Oh, good. Dubai's an interesting one. I think it's been, it's funny, I was talking to Lauren Meisner, who, um, who is one half of Centennial mm-hmm. Beauty, shout out, um, about Dubai and she's not a huge fan and I can kind of get it. Um, it's definitely like a slow burn. Mm. The women are a bit extra. I also think Dubai as a country, because it is so diverse, it's like, who is a real UAE like? Mm. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really interesting. Yeah. It's like, because it is a bit of a cornucopia, like there's so many different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Like most of the cast is American, whether that be like African-American, Jamaican-American, mm. Lebanese-American. It's like a huge amount of the cast. And you have Chanel Ayan, who's African, which I think is amazing. I really thought that she was Iman. She looks so much in the like ads. Her. I yeah. had to Google it. I was like, she looks so much is like Iman her. a real housewife of Dubai? Yeah. Dead. And then you have um, Caroline Stanbury, who's like British. Yeah. I only know her from the Skinny Confidential. Oh, was she on an episode? Mm. Cute. And she was still married at the time. 
to her ex. Yeah, to her ex-husband. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause she's, yeah, she's an, inf- she was an influencer before she was on the show. Mm, mm. Didn't, I didn't know of her before. Don't know what she does, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's like you have Sarah, who is the only person that's from like the Dubai. Right. Or like born in Dubai, I should say. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. And then you've had like Phaedra on it from Atlanta. Like she's a friend of one of the girls. I feel like just with these newer series, not that I've really watched them, I feel like everybody would just be like coming on so extra and so strong yes. just trying to make a name for themselves. It's very that. And trying to make themselves like something in pop culture when it's like the reason that the original Housewives are so popular and so iconic is that they were just like who so they are. Yeah, so know? organically chaotic. Like yeah. you think of the Richard sisters in like the first three seasons of um, Beverly Hills and mm. you're like, these bitches are crazy. 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 Okay, but did you know about how dark their uh, upbringing was? So I've listened, I listened to a podcast episode about this and I knew bits and bobs, like I knew drip drips of it yeah but i didn't realize like it was kim was essentially pimped out by yes yes by big kathy yeah yeah that's insane and then yeah. it like clocks why she was yeah. why she is the way she is and like yeah. the substance abuse and like and kyle was like seen as the golden child mm-hmm. which is why i think there's this resentment towards kyle why they always have fights and things kathy like that and kim, yeah, yeah yeah and like kyle's always the one on the out yeah yeah. That's crazy. Just awful, awful. Yeah. You stole yeah. my house is what I always think of when Kim <laughs> when Kim's in the limo, like drunk. Yeah. Did you watch that episode Probably. when you were rewatching? Yeah. Um and she accuses Kyle of stealing like her mum's house in La Quinta. Um it's oh a whole thing. Yeah. Um Familial drama. Yeah. Oh wild. But Yes, I agree. I think the only season that started like as of recently that I think does a really good job of doing things organically is Salt Lake City. Mm, okay. And that's, that's season and that's season <laughs> 2 or do you mean just like from the launch like it's been I think from the launch it's been consistently right. really good. You know, in Salt Lake City which is like a huge Mormon community, like it just brings a completely different edge, I yeah. think, than any of the other franchises. Yeah, they've got that religious like undercurrent yeah. kind of going through it the whole time. So yeah. there's like different talking points, not just them being like rich. It's yeah. also like this whole religious aspect of it. Did you it's... hear that Brock and Sheena are married now? Yes, yeah. I saw. I really don't, don't like, like Brock. Brock. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I get shady vibes. 100%. Really, really shady vibes. Yeah. I'm like, naturally, I always try and ride for an Australian whenever I can. Because like... It's, deadbeat. Yeah, deadbeat. Deadbeat boyfriend. Opportunist. Opportunist. Like, wants to get his like fitness app like every other fitness creator off the off the ground. No offense. The photo shoot ha- looking like it had the budget for like a music video. Yeah. When it was literally just like, you just need to take photos of people in activewear. You could yeah. do that in a backyard. Literally. Why do you need to rent out a whole studio and have yeah. lighting and a DJ? And then you don't want to pay any of your friends to be there. Yep. Yep. And it's like, you shouldn't expect this of your friends. Mm. Like, sis, if I had a queen and I needed you to post something for me, I'd be like, okay, this is what I have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I was kind of like on James Kennedy's side when he got mad at Brock. Yeah. Because he was like, you know, like he didn't share like my my business or whatever. And then James was like, are you paying me? Yeah. Because like, well, you're not actually friends. Yeah. And you're asking me to do something you're for co- you. You're co- like you're co- essentially co-workers. Yeah. And you're also like wanting to use my platform, my engagement, my exposure. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't really like you. Yeah. So pay me. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't like him. I think he's shady. The fact that he left like his, his ex-wife and kids here. There's like all those abuse claims. Mm-hmm. It's not it. And I understand like I'm I'm of the opinion that sometimes people in a toxic relationship like they get drawn to that point, but it's like you still did it and you still made the active choice to do it. And like you didn't choose to leave before you got there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That took a dark turn. But like, it's wild to me that you could leave your children behind and be like, she went, let me see them. Like, And then he like left and moved to the US yeah, saying that he was going to provide for his family. It's like, just yeah. be honest and say that you're an opportunist 100%. and that you wanted to be famous. Like you just wanted to be famous. Hook up like with Sheena. On first glimpse, like he's good looking. I get it. Um, but he also sounds like a moron. He's so gross Dumb. to me. Dumb. And just like he's he he gives Jason Momoa and I can't stand him. He, does. he looks smelly. Oh can't. <laughs> Not that Jason Momoa See, looks I think like an easy shower. Momoa's quite cute. Nah. But he gives like low rent Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like low, 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 low. Like low dumb. Rent. Yeah. Dumb, dumb yeah. and sweaty. He's also got an interesting accent because sometimes he sounds more New Zealander than Australian. So like maybe he's like, you know. Australian, but like Russell Crowe vibes. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's even, or I was going to say, could it, he, could he have done a Kylie Minogue and like mixed his accent by being in the US? In the US, yeah. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I remember when I first came back after being there for like two, two and a half months or whatever I was there for. Um, Culver City, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) I had to, I had to. Um, it's really weird. You pick up like weird like inflections where I was like, no, I'd be like, no, I'd like say no. Mm-hmm. This weird accent. And I was like, like my mom noticed. I didn't even notice I was doing it. And she's like, why are you talking like that? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I didn't realize like I was losing parts of my accent. I pick up an accent from anyone that I spend too much time around. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I used to hang out with my friends from Western Sydney, I developed a Western Sydney accent when I she worked a- with Janelle from New Zealand and I had like other New Zealand co-workers at Mac. I started to develop a Kiwi accent. Yeah. And I remember I had a customer who was like, which part of NZ are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Canberra. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I just mimic people because I'm trying to fit in. <laughs> Dead. Dead. Oh, dear. Oh, we've been talking for way too long. 24 minutes. 24 we love minutes. a little catch up. Yeah, and we then do. we've also been talking just for another hour. For another hour. Outside of so that. So let's get into this week's movie, shall we? Let's jump in. So this week's movie is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pantalones. <laughs> um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So let's just jump into the nitty gritty. The year the movie was released, released was 2005. Um, the rating is PG. The category is comedy, drama, romance. Uh, the director is Ken Quapus. Some noteworthy films. He's done a lot of TV. I don't know if you saw this, but like mm, amazing no. shows. Santa Clarita Diet, The oh, Office, wow. US. Um, movies, He's Just Not That Into You, License to Wed, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, shout out. Mm. Uh, one Season of ER, Freaks and Geeks. So, nice. like, some really, really good TV shows and some great movies in between. Yeah. Um, but seems like TV is definitely where 
he played the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the budget for the movie was twenty five million, and then it grossed domestically in the US thirty nine and globally forty two. I think. Okay. From memory, um, Rotten Tomatoes score seventy seven percent. That's good. It was really good. When I saw it, I was like, okay, mm, go shook. off. Yeah, I was. I was actually shook. So Josh had never seen this movie. Oh, cute. Yeah. Okay, well, what was Josh's uh, review of the movie then? He liked it. Oh, yay. Yeah, 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 he liked it. He was like, oh, my God, Rory's in this. So, like, obviously being a massive Gilmore, um, Girls, Gilmore fan. Girls fan, mm. that really got him on. Um, and, like, seeing Blake Lively and stuff. And then did you notice that? Did you know that? After, um, Sorry, Blake Lively was only 16 years old when she filmed this movie. So she was playing the same age as her character. Yeah. This is her first She's movie. She's so rare. Yeah, this yeah. is her first. This is her debut. Yeah. Um, this is pre-nose job, Blake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, cast-wise, you obviously have, yeah, Blake Lively as, as Bridget Vreeland and actually Ashley Hale plays young Bridget. So, Ashley Hale is um, from... No, that's Lucy Hale. Yeah, Lucy Hale is from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, I don't know where Ashley Hale's from then. Um, maybe it's her sister. <laughs> maybe it's her sister. Um, and then you have Amber Tamblyn as Tabitha or Tibby Tomko Rollins. Um, and then Victoria Tennant plays the young her. Alexis Bledel. 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 <laughs> Bledel. <laughs> um, Alexis Bledel, who plays... Lena Caligaris, um, and then America Ferreira, obviously, iconically plays Carmen Lowell. Lowell. And then I've also popped in Jenna Boyd as Bailey Grafman because I feel like she's quite a pivotal sub-character of this series. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, Carmen's dad, the actor who plays him, like, Bradley Whitford, he's, you know, from the West Wing. He's, like, an Emmy Award-winning actor, Golden Globe (laughs) Award-nominated, like... Just he always reminds me of Billy Madison. <laughs> he's oh, the yeah. dad's he's the dad's crazy like assistant. Assistant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one at the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. He's like the CFO of the business or whatever. Yeah. He's always the arch nemesis. He's always the evil, like mm-hmm. Eric Gort, he's the antagonist, always. Yeah. Um oh he's also in Get Out and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay. The Mentalist, good guys. I used to love The Mentalist, weirdly. With Simon Baker? Yeah. He was at the first, like, PR event that I went to. Oh, my God. Not first. It was, like, one of the first, though. One of the first. Face Halo. Oh. He was, like, at that. It was, like, a huge event. And I was like, I was like, what is Simon Baker doing here? So random. Him and his weird bleached eyebrows and Devil Wears Prada always. Him and his like hair that matches his eyebrows that matches his skin. Yeah. (laughs) Freaky. Freaky. Freaky deaky. Um, As we mentioned off mic, this is part of a five book series, Mm -hmm. which is wild. Um, Did you ever read the books? No. Did you? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I saw in my research, which I'm sure you saw too, was there's kind of been buzzers about there being a Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants 3. Mm -hmm. So, Alexis Bledel... Bladell. Um I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> spilled the beans on Jimmy Fallon and Amber Tamblin confirmed it. Confirmed like 
the suspicions via Twitter in 2018. So, like, essentially there's this amazing script allegedly flying around in the ether that the girls have all committed to, but it's just about a studio picking it up and actually well, doing it. I mean, how long has Hocus Pocus 2 been... In, in talks about. In talks, and now, only now they're filming it, you yeah. know? So... Yeah. It could I f- happen. I feel like we need to start like a Kickstarter or something for yeah. it. You know what I mean? A little like, petition. A little petition. Mm. Maybe then like Fox will pick it up or something. I think we need to watch Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants 2 to remind ourselves if it's good enough for them for to third. make a third. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Dead. So, Blake Lively's dad, or Bridget's dad, father in the movie, Ernie. Um, sorry, I fucked that up. Sorry. <laughs> Blake Lively's father Ernie. in the movie. <laughs> Ernie. Ernie and Bert. <laughs> <laughs> so, Blake Lively's father, IRL, also plays her father in the movie. Oh. Cute, right? Wow. I mean, he's in it for like all bar. Yeah, I'm like seconds. looking for him in the cast, but he's like not even, because he doesn't. <laughs> Talk really no, I think he's like, here's your bags or something like that. It's something yeah. like Yeah, and tries to like hold that. her hand and then she like pushes yeah. away. Yeah. One thing I loved is prior to the movie beginning, Alexis. Just say Alexis. Alexis B. <laughs> she had Rory. to go. Rory. Um, <laughs> shout out. She had to go through a summer camp, essentially like learning how to ride a Vespa and a mule, scuba dive and took drawing lessons in preparation for the movie. How fun. So she like really committed to the role. Oh my God, I love that. And can we just talk about out of all of the lead casts, she got the best shtick. Like, I want to go to Santorini. Yeah, it goes to Greece. Yeah, it goes to, to Greece. fall in love and like... And look, she was probably there filming for like a handful of days. Yeah. But like, you know. Well, Blake Lively got to go to Cabo. Yeah, true. Fun. Yeah, shooting Mexico. She was also 60. Oh. Yeah, you can do a lot in 16. Yeah. When you're um, 16 years old in Mexico. Meanwhile, poor Amber Tamblin and America Ferreira had to stay in the suburbs. Or yeah. Wherever they were. It sucks. Um, some kind of BTST is um, Ken Quapus, who is the director that I mentioned earlier. He never used to say action on set. So a big thing he did was like, Quiet Please and um, Go Ahead was his thing. So this was like a method he did to relax Mm. the actors and allow them to begin at their own pace Yeah. versus like a huge, you know, this is it. Mm. Um, He did get teased about it on set and apparently they made T-shirts with like that slogan. Yeah, Go Ahead, like mm, Go Ahead. You know, That's on the on the t-shirt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, there's. I, I feel like we were maybe talking about this in an early episode where there was a director who would just like let scenes kind of go on yes. and just like never say cut and, and just, just like let the actors, end. yeah, do their thing. And it was like really interesting. I love that. Yeah. Because um, they were like all quite young and they're playing like sixteen-year-olds, you know. Mm-hmm. So you want to make them all feel comfortable on set and just kind of like. Let them explore, you know, their acting abilities and their characters and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what happens in the Mm. movie as well. And I think it's also reflected in this next point that I was going to talk about. So like Blake, Amber, America and Alexis, 
what you see on the screen like really reflects their friendships as in real human life. beings as well, like mm. in real life. As human beings. As human beings. Mm. As human beings. Human um, beings. As human beings. As human bleedles. Yeah. <laughs> Bledels. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, German is not my first language. Um, so, yeah, it reflects, like, their real-life friendship. Um, Blake Lively has said that the girls are all um, her daughter's, like... Godparents. Unofficial godparents. Yeah. Um, I think it's just really cute. That's so cute. I love that. I love it. And this is, like, what we were talking about with... The opposite end where you find out that stars aren't actually friends are Love Crew and Phoebe Mm -hmm. and Kim Cattrall and SJP. It's like nice to know that these girls actually have a long-term friendship like after doing these movies together. And they don't really spend that much time acting together. Majority of the movie is them doing their separate storylines and they kind of come back for the beginning and the end of the movie. It's like they're, yeah, they're really just there in the beginning and the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with that said, who is your favorite character? Which sister are you? Oh my god, that's so hard. Who is your favorite as a teen, and then who's your fave after rewatching? I think my favorite as a teen was Lena. Mm-hmm. But I also really love, like, I do love Carmen. Yeah. I think rewatching it this time around, I was like, especially like coming from a broken home. I'm like, oh my god, bitch, I relate. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um. So I love Carmen in that regard and I understand her anger and frustration. Yes. And I also like, yeah, I understand the weird dynamic between like her father and her and like, yeah, all those weird things that she says where she's like, you know, I've never seen you for like more than four days in a row. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. You know? So I think definitely watching it the second time around, I was like, oh my God, I'm Carmen. For me, Lena... Yeah. And then now, obviously, I understand Carmen's side more, Mm -hmm. but Lena is still my fave. Yeah. (laughs) I think I relate to Lena as well, being like, obviously, half Italian. Yeah. Um, And like, Greek and Italian culture is so similar, Mm. you know, that I'm just like, I get it, sis. Yeah. Yeah, I get the I get the family rivalries. I well, get even the, for me, being Filipino, it's just like ethnic family that. things. Like yeah. you just get it. But also yeah. I just love the allure of like being overseas in Greece on holiday, summertime, like the blues and the whites and the ocean, the Santorini like cliff tops, the holiday romance that she has. You yeah. know, being a teenager and watching that, you're like, oh my God, I love it. Like yeah. the romantic storyline part of it. So she's living her best love. life. Yes. Yeah. Um, so interesting to note. So obviously we mentioned that it um, is a book series. The screenplay was actually written by Delia Efron, who is Nora Efron's sister. Wow. Nora Efron is like the award winning, like author, screenwriter, like director, yeah. producer, like icon. Um, and then we also have cinematography icon John Bailey, who mm-hmm. did American Gigolo, As Good As It Gets, Big Chill, The Big Chill, Divine Secrets of the Yay, Sisterhood, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, yeah. like so many amazing, incredible films. So he did all the cinematography. So he has like specific ways of shooting each of the girls. So you're kind of like, I don't know if people watch this after listening to the podcast, 
that's what you'll notice. Yeah. So like the way that TB is shot, for instance, they mm-hmm. did like a lot of handheld because her storyline was a lot more like moody and like yeah. very emotional and like more gritty. She's, and gritty. She's the emo girl. Of yeah. The she's so angsty. Yeah. And then, you know, like you have all the wide shots with Lena or Lena mm-hmm. um, because she's in this really gorgeous setting where you want to get all the Santorini scenery. Yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting that he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the, um, they were color-coded. Yes. So Lena is obviously blue and white. Mm-hmm. Bridget was more greens. They said Carmen was more oranges, bright fuchsias. Bright fuchsias, yeah. And then Tibby was darker, moodier shades. Yeah. yeah. All quite, and I guess like even in the girls that are ethnic, mm. like quite reflective of their cultures as well. Like yeah. Puerto Rican, obviously like quite colourful in there in the way they dress and mm-hmm. like Greeks, yeah. White, blue, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very and just very like patriotic. of the setting as well. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like the flag, white and blue, the buildings. 100%. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. I love that. Um one little tidbit I love that I found while I was doing my research is all four of the leading cast members had lead roles in four respective like popular television shows. So you obviously have Blake Lively and Gossip Girl, Alexis Bledel, Bledel. Just say Alexis. Just Alexis. say Alexis. Alexis in Gilmore Girls. You have America Ferreira in Ugly Betty. And then Amber Tamblyn in Joan of Arcadia. I never watched Joan of Arcadia. No, I just used to see her in my Seventeen magazines. Yeah. So that's how familiar she is yeah. to me. But I never watched the show. Yeah. I feel like I've seen her in other things before I saw her in this. I just don't think that they show Joan of Arcadia on our TVs, you know? And if they did, it would have been like randomly late night on Channel 9 or something, Yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I saw her in. Yeah, I never watched Joan of Arcadia. I saw her in The Grudge 2, bitch. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this does look familiar though, but I'm like, ugh, have I watched she it? Has, like, I don't the know. Smallest face, you know. She looks like a fairer version of Rachel Bilson. She could be like Summer Roberts' sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Very that. Mm, probably the same age too. Yeah. Did you watch Ugly Betty? I loved Ugly Betty. Love. I watched like maybe the first. How many seasons were there? I feel like I watched the first two or three. Mm. Then like when Vanessa Williams came in and like all the storylines started changing. I was yeah. like, I definitely watched a Vanessa Williams season. I, I think, think I watched the first and then yeah. I stopped watching. I think I watched all of them up until the last season. Yeah. And then maybe I moved to Sydney mm. and then didn't have Wi-Fi. And you're like, bye. <laughs> and couldn't watch any of my shows. <laughs> so the plot is basically these four girls who are besties. They met in, you know, as babies. Their mums met at a prenatal class, yeah. yoga class. Um, and they find a pair of magical jeans in mm-hmm. a thrift store. And which they, were Levi's. Okay, Shout out to Levi's. Which were Levi's <laughs> product placement. Um, and then they take them along with them on the summer on their respective um, adventures. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they make a pact to keep them for two weeks. Correct. It was a week. No, yeah, a week each. Yeah, a week each person because like. You know, with shipping back in the day. I'm dead. Like, how expensive would it be to ship something from Greece to Mexico? Oh, like, are you kidding me? A mozza. A mozza. Jesus. More than what they paid for those jeans. Yeah. It's like... 
But like, I think like the story. It doesn't like, matter. Like- no, I don't care. <laughs> like, I actually don't care. But I did think about it at one point. I was like, oh my God, shipping would be so expensive. I like, I think like Amber Tamblyn like express ships hers as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that would be so expensive. But also like, I just need to say before we jump in, I feel like this movie is so reflective of what this podcast is all about. Like when I watched it, I just had like such a beautiful feeling when I started watching it, when Mm. like the movie started rolling, I was like, oh my God, like I'm ready. (laughs) Like I had the warm and fuzzies. I really did. I really did. I really did. You really did? I really did. (laughs) (laughs) So the girls grow up together and they kind of see each other through major milestones like Carmen's dad leaving, Bridget's mum dying. We find out that she actually committed suicide. She possibly had bipolar. And that kind of feeds into why Bridget's so positive, like excessively happy and positive because she's perhaps trying to avoid people thinking that she's like – like her mom. Yeah, but almost like positive to like a manic. She could come off as like quite erratic or like yeah. over the top. But that's what right? I mean though. And that's yeah. but she does it on purpose because that. she's making up for that. So with the jeans, how would they fit? Like cuz are they magical? Are they not magical? I mean, if they've got that 2% elastane stretch. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's just like a really good pair of jeans. Yeah. I mean like We've all tried on jeans, we've all done the bounce, we've all done mm. the jump. Like, I'm I'm very dubious. Yeah. Are they jeggings? There is one pair of... <laughs> not jeggings. <laughs> jeggings were literally the worst thing to happen in the 2000s. Disgusting. Foul. With the fake stitching. Yeah, with the fake stitching <laughs> and the fake pockets. The fake pockets. Yuck. No. I forgot about jeggings and now you've like reattached <laughs> that memory into my brain. The sisterhood of the travelling jeggings. I'm... Very dubious, but also... You don't bitch, care. Bitch, I don't care. Yeah. It's like, I like to think they're a magical pair of, like, jeans, you yeah. know? And that's it. They, like, bring... They bring the girls together. One thing I will say, I think this format of movie is so different to every other movie of this kind of, like, vibe where, like, girls know each other from a young age and usually it's, like, they've parted ways and, like, one's become the cool girl and the other one's become, like... Very First Wives Club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Or now and then. Yeah. Yeah. But each of these girls retains their own personality and comes together as one. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really beautiful and unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. No, I love that. I love that at the core of it, it is about their friendship. Yeah. And it really is, like, a sisterhood and you really just hope that they can hang on to that through adulthood. And I think that's what the later books are about is them as adults. Like, the Mm. fifth book is at least them. You know, as, as grown fledged. women. So the plans for the summer is Lena is going to Greece. Um, her grandparents live in Santorini. Bridget is going to a soccer camp in Baja, California. Carmen is visiting her father in South Carolina and Tibby is staying home and working through the summer. I guess we're following Lena over to Greece. So she brings the pants with her first. One thing I want to mention, though, is the rules that they have um, about mm-hmm. the jeans and like how one of them is you can't wash them. Yeah. Which is like, I guess... They wouldn't know this, but like you're not really meant to wash denim. Period. Anyway. Yeah. And so I do because it freaks me out to not wash things. But like, yeah, I don't wash them as frequently as I wash normal things. Yeah, me too. But there are ways to clean because obviously we both worked in clothing retail. Yeah. yeah. So we had like a spray mm-hmm. that you would put on jeans to like supposedly clean them, and there was also like you put them in a plastic bag and put in them the in the freezer. freezer. 
Yeah. Like I never did that. No. I would honestly just like wash them. I just imagine them coming out and like being crusty. Crusty and and then cold. And then you have to put them outside anyway. Anyway. um, I used to sometimes just like hang them in the sun. Just in the hopes that that would kill something. Kill the bacteria. But if they had like the muddy bottoms, you know, a la Supre flares. Like you'd have to wash them. (laughs) There was just like no way about it. There was no way about it. Yeah. Which is why like I struggle to invest in jeans. Because... I don't take care of them the way I should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not going to buy a $300 pair of jeans if you can't wash them. Can't wash them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nudie jeans. Shout out. They have a specific wash though. It was so hard to move them because people were like, I'll just use my Omo, you know? Um, And then the other rule. Shout out to Omo. (laughs) Sponsor the podcast. (laughs) Can I just tell you what I've swapped to? Yeah. Sorry. And like I always dabble. Like I'm not like... Hardcore about a certain I'm not hardcore washing. about a certain brand. Yeah. But Cold Power really has me in a choke cold Okay, right tell now. me. Because I literally just bought Omo after using um, whatever one is in the green. Um, love. And I love that you can do it on a cold wash, mm. which is fantastic. Omo is also amazing. It's just so expensive. Yeah. Um, I got this like four liter bottle for like 20 It was half price. Do you do liquid or powder? Liquids. Okay. Do you do powder? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I used to do powder until yeah. Josh and I started dating. Mm-hmm. And then I swapped to liquid because that's what he did. Did he give a reason? Or was um, it just he just does that? No, but you know what? Now that I've swapped, I don't think I can go back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I've switched to, like, I used um, a liquid one recently after an event I went to. So the brand mm-hmm. was called Nontra, Nontra Co. Yeah. And they're Australian, clean, et cetera, et cetera. And theirs is like bougie fragrances. Yeah. So it smelled divine, but I only got a sample bottle and I've literally used it up. But all my shit smelled so good. Even yeah. my cotton on robe that we got on the weekend. Yeah. So expensive smelling. Obsessed. Obsessed. And that's what yeah. I think liquid gives you. It gives you the scent. The scent. Yeah, because powder, powder I can't smell doesn't. anything. Yeah, I'm like, this just smells like nothing. It's like, it's clean. Yeah. You know why? It's because Denso says sensitive to scent. That's uh, why I use powder. Mm. But you can get like Omo sensitive that won't be sen- super sensitive. Yeah. Right? Like won't be super scented. Yeah. Cold power just has this beautiful way. Like I washed my sheets on Sunday and oh, I got in them and I was like, these just smell so nice and clean. Like oh my God, I feel nice. so clean. Because you know, like sometimes you hang it outside in the sun and then it gets that sun smell. Yeah. And you're like, do I have to wash it again? Yeah. Like, th- did I get dust on it? Like, what's happening now? <laughs> why, why does it smell dusty? Yeah. I always, I'm really bad. I always dry them, like, in the dryer. Sheets I definitely do in the dryer, same as towels. Yeah. But clothes I do outside because I shrink them. Yeah. Even true. though, like, our stuff is, like, washing machine and dryer is, like, expensive. So, it doesn't shrink things. But I still feel like. It'll shrink. It'll shrink it. Yeah. You know? I feel like my stuff gets shrinked. Especially if it's, like, a cheap t-shirt. Yeah. It's going to shrink. Yeah. It's going to be a baby t-shirt. Yeah. So, um, and then the other rule that I wanted to point out was where they said um, only the wearer can take off the jeans. And then they're like looking at you, Bridget. And I'm like, did you just slut shame Bridget? Yeah. <gasps> you implying that she's a little sluzzer? Yeah, sluzzer. She's a little slapper. <laughs> Honestly, the words that I learned from Denon's family. Slapper. Yeah, slapper. Just like the Aussie. Aussie things. The Aussie lingo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So... Lena goes to Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how she says yeah, 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 yeah. And this is her like Argentinian roots coming through. So Alexis Bledel is Argentinian. Cute. Um, and she speaks fluent Spanish. So can I just say Argentinian wear like 
German Argentinian. She, yeah, I was going to say she looks like the most Caucasian person. It's like Giselle seen. Bunchen and how yeah. Giselle looks like white. But she's like Brazilian, but also like German. Exactly. So that's why Alexis looks like that. She's just like... You know what they say about a lot of the like German and like people that have like moved to South America. Same mm. with Italians. Mm. They say they were like ex, like a lot of Nazis moved to South America. Oh. Post World War Two ending. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Are you implying that Alexis is like... Could be. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying she is. I'm saying she might be the product of a family that may have been associated with Nazi Germany. I'm just, I'm just noting that. Sorry, that that really took a deep turn. But I think Alex, you know, I fucking love Alexis. You fucks with Alexis. I fucks with Alexis. Yeah, Liddell. Um, Bleedle. 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 So her fa- her grandfather Enrique Aina Aina. Aina Bladel Hus was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and was of Danish and German descent. Enrica okay. was vice president of Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Latin America, and Coca-Cola Inter Inter-American Corporation. Come on, rich gal. Oh, Jesus. Um, anyway, so Alexis speaks Spanish in like season seven, season six of Gilmore Girls to um, her grandma. Yeah, because she's talking about that she moves into her grandma's like. Pool yes, house. the pool house. Yeah, and then she I speaks, fucking love that pool house. And she speaks to the maid in Spanish. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's like she's pretending that she's speaking very basic Spanish, but you know that she's like fluent. Fluent. And that she's she, she identifies as Latin American. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the household she grew up in. Yeah. You know, they all spoke Spanish. So yeah. it's just like wild. It's like me though. Like I'm, my name's Shane Sutherland. But, but like, you're Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's the same thing. Um, yeah. So Lena is basically um, writing on the dock. She's drawing um, and she's wearing the jeans and then she falls in the water and then um, this boy named Costas uh, saves her. And like this is where you would need to wash the jeans. Yeah. Because she fell in the ocean and it's like salt water. Like I reckon her yaya was like washing those. A hundred percent. Her yeah. yaya was doing washing every day, yeah. every day. Those white linens <laughs> were on that. So Costas is uni, he's uni age and all these gals yeah. are 16. Yes. So, I mean, like we could have a conversation about like the age differences, but like. And consent and yeah. But I, I don't mean, really like want to. I don't want to, but like, let's just call a spade a spade. It's problematic. Yeah, because at that age, like, 16 is still very young. Like, it, yeah. like in four years, yeah. not an issue. I feel like as well, girls and women, and I'm just – and obviously it's hard for me to speak of on this as a man, but I'm just thinking back to, like, all my friends and, like, how they were at 16. I'm like, that's the time where you, like, want a boyfriend and, like, you want to experience all these things for the first time, Right sex whatever and i feel like older men would take advantage of that it's, it's an experiencing that's what it is yeah. like yeah, g- girls 100%. at that age they have all these hormones flying through them and they just like want to experience like romance and love and yeah. all of that but then you know they meet these older men and it's like it's not like these older men are like 35 no but 21 is still boys who have gone to school they've met other chicks they they're allowed to drink they have more experience in sex yeah. all of that and it's not like they're 
you know, sleeping with hundreds of girls or anything, but mm-hmm. they just have that experience. Like in a few, like in a few years, yeah. There's so much you can learn. Yeah, especially in your twenties. And yeah. we've had this conversation before. I think, like, I think dating someone that's like nineteen and twenty-three is so different to someone that's dating someone that's like 16. thirty-five and forty-five. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say like 55. sixteen and twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, it, but even then, it is. Yeah. Like, I feel like. Yeah, the maturity just really. I feel like nineteen and twenty three is fine. Yeah, I don't know. No, I feel like nineteen and twenty four. I feel like I learned a lot in my mid twenties. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like, but like straight boys who are like twenty three are like dumb as shit anyway. Brain of like a sixteen. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's definitely like situational. It totally depends on the person. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. Like obviously, like we know this, like that that females' brains are still, you know developing they're not fully developed at 19 like all of that stuff but 19 in 23 is like whatever yeah i don't know yeah I don't, don't know. cancel me i think like anything under 18 like if you're over 18 yeah just don't like, touch it yeah like, like it's not rocket science yeah you know like we're gonna talk about like so bridget and her soccer coach that's like and and he de- and he says it he's like get away from me you know like i can't do this i can't do this but he also sort of entertains it because he's like a hot-blooded male you know yeah, <laughs> and, he, and like she's she's a hot 16 year old as well so yeah. it's like you know exactly what you're doing <laughs> no but that's but that's how she's presented yeah, in the movie like i'm is. not wrong for saying she that no. they put her in a push-up bra yeah they she's, definitely she, they definitely amp up the sex she appeal she pours water on her body yeah like <laughs> You know, like that's how she's presented. She's they're giving her the sex appeal. Yeah. Which is gross when you think about it because she's sixteen. Yeah, it's gross. But also sixteen year olds do that. When you're trying to get the attention of a boy, you're only going off you know, like what you've seen. What you've seen. Yeah. So you're trying to stupidly and cringily lure them in. Yeah. So basically by doing what you've seen on Baywatch. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she meets Costas Dunas and then finds out that um, I'm going to be doing Greek accent the whole episode. Costas Dunas. Costas Dunas. Um, and then she finds out from her yaya that they're from warring families. Arch nemesis because it was Costas's Costas's grandfather sold her grandfather fish that apparently made everyone in his restaurant sick. <laughs> allegedly, Jesus. that's like the backstory. Do you did you notice in this? It's very Romeo and Juliet, Capulets Montagues. Like you cannot date. It's very yeah. like that vibe. I was just like, this is so dramatic. Yeah, this is so every like ethnic family, ethnic family, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, we hate them. You can't, you can't be be with them. You need to, you need to swear, Elena. Yeah. Rory also has the tiniest voice. She does. Yes. My name is Lena. Like, it's like everything is just like folded over, like the way she speaks. So soft-spoken. Yeah. It's funny because you watch her like in her earlier roles, like this and like um, Gilmore Girls and stuff. And then you watch her in something like Handmaid's Tale and she's so different. Mm-hmm. Like she's a woman yeah. in Handmaid's Tale, right? Yeah. But in this, she's like so young and quiet and like even Gilmore Girls. Even the newer seasons of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I watched them on the weekend. Yeah. They were hard to get through, but she's still like more grown up. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's hard to think that she's like separated one oh and then also that she's a mum. Yeah. Wild. Um, so then Lena sends her, her, the jeans over to Tibby. Yep. Yep. Tibby's working at Warman's. 
Um, she's very angsty, very emo, very sarcastic, puts mm-hmm. the sticker on her forehead. Yeah. The sticker gun. Um, Did you notice the sticker moves? No. Yeah. Continuity. In between. Yep. In between um, scenes. And then in an aisle, she notices a little girl has fallen over um, and she calls the ambulance and the girl gets yeah. picked up and then... And it's quite ambiguous at first as well, right? Because you see she's fainted, but like there's a bunch of chairs around her. I'm like, what was what was she doing? Like stacking the chairs and trying to climb onto something like... It was chairs that were around her, right? Like those kitty chairs, those coloured kitty chairs. Not surrounding her. She was just on the ground in I the aisle. Was, I thought there was some chairs around her. Maybe next to her. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they were selling kid chairs. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was like the kid's toy aisle. Yeah. That would make sense because she's like, I mean, she is 12, but she's yeah. still a kid. Kid. She looks yeah. young, but maybe it's the Bebe. illness, the yeah. leukemia that's like stunted her growth, yeah. maybe. Tibby's making a film yes. over the summer. So she's kind of doing a documentary. It's so funny because um, like I think – one of the ladies she works with at Walmart, she's like, so you're doing a movie, but boring. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was such <laughs> the sentiment for documentaries yeah. in that era. Like, I was not touching a documentary in the 2000s. Hell no. No, the closest I was getting was like Blair Witch Project. You know what or I mean? Or like Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. Or the McDonald's one. McDonald's. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Up. Upsize me? Upsize me. Yeah. Like, are we probably going to get... Me going to get in the girls after? <laughs> <laughs> You're and so, I'll be getting so excited. Upsized as well. I'm so excited. I'm literally starving. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to eat it. <laughs> Dead. This episode is taking forever. Literally. Oh, my God. Um, it, it really was that era of, like, people did not fucks with documentaries. Yeah. It was only your very learned, like... People that were like watching David Attenborough and mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Well, that would be the closest that we would get to be to watching being a documentary is 100%. David Attenborough. It was yeah. a nature documentary. Yeah. But outside of that, it was like, that's for people who are interested in like the news. Yeah. You know? um, agree. But yes. That fucks with David. But this is like where she's, you know, she's the artsy girl, yeah. you know, out of her group of friends. And she's very like cerebral well lena's also artsy she draws true but she's like very i think she's very like new wave artist Mm -hmm. like cross medium like she's doing video you know what i mean it's very like next gen so bailey comes to visit uh tibby at her house correct so tibby's looking after her toddler she looks four she's looking after her little sister who looks four but is crying like a two-year-old tibby's house Nice. Rich girl. I'm like, you are a rich girl. She a rich girl. I know. It's like, but bless her. Like, I feel like her parents, who are probably wealthy, we only see their mum though. um, Why you ain't got a maid? But maybe they've instilled in her like those values of working. It's like Mm -hmm. they're rich, but they're like, you've also got to work. Which I love. Yeah. And it's not like we're just going to like send you away on holiday. Yeah. It's like, no, you got to work. You got to earn it. Yeah. If you can't afford the holiday, you got to stay here. Exactly. Like we're not going to give it to you. Like we might be wealthy, but that's because we worked for it. And it's funny. Externally, you look at TV and you're like, oh, she's probably the brokest. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's why she's working over the summer. But like, no. Yeah. She just has like really good parents. She's a hustler. Yeah. She's a hustler as well. Wow, us fully dissecting Tibby. This is I what know. the podcast is for, though. Yeah, TBH. 100%. Um, so Bailey um comes to Tibby's house because she's like, "You stole my wallet." Yeah, and she's like, "No, I just needed to like ID you, ID you, and also you left it behind, I guess." Yeah, she found it after she had already gone into the ambulance, right? Mm. Ambulance. Yeah, that's right. And no, you know what it is? She has a package 
because she's in four seven one, and then I think Tibby's in seven four one. It's something like that. She has a package somehow serendipitously. Random. That's how she ends up on her doorstep. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Bailey offers to help Tibby with her documentary. Yeah. An unpaid intern. Yep, I love it. Internship. Mm. Love that. Um, so then over in South Carolina, Carmen is going to visit her dad and she's in the car and she's like so excited to be spending time with him. And she's like, I'm going to make you like X, Y, Z every morning, you know, like mom used to make. And she's just mm-hmm. so excited to spend time with him. And I feel yeah. so bad. I feel like this was like her meeting that like Caucasian family was like, Oh my God. That you just knew this was going to go horribly. Like this man had like, but that's kind of gross. Yeah. Like, I just think he's kind of gross. He's a shit dad. He just handled it so poorly. Like, like these are all conversations you should have had before she got on that plane. A hundred percent. Like rocking up to a development with a new family, yeah, a white, like a that woman are all that you, whites. yeah, a yeah. woman that you're going to marry, you haven't told her about, yeah, who has children, who mm. have a whole relationship with you, yeah, but you've never told your daughter about them, like, yeah, who are you? It's so layered as well because it's like cultural, right? It's mm-hmm. like you know, you have this daughter that you don't have a great relationship with, yet you're still actively trying to have a great relationship with this new woman you have whose children are Caucasian and could pass sometimes more so as as your your child than your own child. Which is what happens during the soccer game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Like it's so layered in, and it's so horribly handled by him in so many ways. That's why Carmen's story now, watching it as an adult, is yeah. the most interesting. Really painful. Yeah. To watch it, I was like, this is the most painful storyline of the movie. Like the phone call that she has with him. Yeah. When Tibby, when. Intense. Yeah, like when Tibby's around. Like it's it's really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when Tibby's like, you should give him a break, it's like. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know what it's like to be like a woman of color from a mixed race family. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. In Mexico, um, Bridget, we, we've kind of already talked about Bridget and like she's crushing on the coach. Yeah. And this is like, so Bridget, we've talked about her obviously overcompensating with the positivity um, because she doesn't want to be seen like her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also with the running and the exercise, it's like she's giving avoidant because yes. she like likes to run. She, she likes, likes to, to exercise. She's literally running she from her She needs those endorphins pumping because yeah. she doesn't want to deal. Well, to keep up the positive act all day, right? Yeah. Like you need... You need to be what you let out. You need to get back. And possibly her father isn't very good at expressing emotion. Yeah. You know, like we see her pull her hand away from him at the start of the movie when the mum has passed away. Yeah. And it's like, we, we don't really know what that was relating to. And it yeah. was like, maybe did she blame her dad for her mum doing that? Yeah. You know, like we don't really know what happened, but um, I would assume that her dad isn't great at expressing his emotions. So she just knows how to exercise. Yeah. And be a fit Barbie. Yeah. Um, and fit so legend. then she runs. I like, this is my dream. Like when I grew up, I always wanted to be like the hot girl in like a crop top running. Yeah. I've never and done that's that. what she is. That white Nike crop top that I she know. wears. Iconic. So and the tan. Yeah. And the abs. <gasps> and then she takes over all the other students to run to the front to da- to dance, to run with the coach. Yeah. Um they do do a little dance later on though. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> and then she beats him or they beat each other. And then she 
falls onto the sand and all I'm thinking is that sand is stuck to your back, yeah. all up in your hair, all, up all, in all your, over your legs. All up in your coochie and bum too. I'm like, sure she's wearing undies. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's not. She's yeah. working out. Yeah, she's knows? trying to get his attention. Yeah. Um, and she's like, don't you just love to run? <laughs> I'm like, no. I no, I it. do not. Yeah. <laughs> I Come hate on. cardio. Come on. I guess we'll go back to Lena. Um, so she's kind of just like trying to get Costas's attention. She shows up at the fish market and she's like, what are you <laughs> doing here? And he's like, I work like with fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they obviously like have their little story where they like fall in love and stuff. And she like has to kind of accept it because she's very um, shy, very reserved, doesn't want to. Yeah fall into it but also doesn't want to piss off her grandparents doesn't want to rock the boat but like also she's sneaking out to, to see him she's been a teenager yeah it's so cute. she breaks it to her yaya and papu you know she essentially says something to him along the lines like, of like i'm like you stubborn and yeah and he like is fine with that in her little voice papu yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no she says it different papu yeah something like she, that she she her inflection is wrong. Yeah. Bless the her. way she... An yeah. Italian and a Filipino trying to tell an Argentinian <laughs> how to say things in Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have so many Greek friends as well that like... Yeah. I've just heard it. I literally you know spent I mean? so much of my childhood around like Alicia and all her family. So mm-hmm. it's like... You know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we have... Let's go to Carmen. Um, Carmen is just... Not being, you know, no, she's spending the whole summer with her father and his new family. He's treating her like shit. Like, like shit, like she doesn't exist. She doesn't exist, literally. Mm. It's like the other kids are coming first. The wife is like so needy and annoying and like irrelevant. So waspy yeah. as well. Like go yeah. go to, what's his name, soccer game. It's yeah. like, wouldn't you want your partner, your fiance to spend mm-hmm. time with his daughter? Like yeah. wouldn't you respect that? And the fact, I think the cherry on top of the cake as well is that, yeah, like you would want him to be, you would want him to be an outstanding father because it's like, that's going to reflect how he treats your children. Exactly. Um, The fact that like the son goes to see his dad who's in a facility, a facility once a month. and she's Once like, a week. Oh, was it once a week? It's once a week. Oh, I thought it was once a month. No, it's like Sorry, it's like every week. week he goes yeah. to see him, and she doesn't, and she doesn't see her dad. Yeah, she's ever. like, and you don't see me. You see me like twice a year. Yeah, like I, I don't understand. Yeah, like it's crazy. Um, and then there's the scene we, at the um bridesmaid, the bridal shop, where they're trying on dresses, and this was a scene that I really liked mm-hmm. because the dress obviously doesn't fit Carmen because the dad stupidly sent the wrong measurements. Yeah. And then they act like she's the fattest person in the world when it's literally that she just has curves. Yeah. And she points this out. She's like, you've clearly never seen a Latina in your life. Yeah. She's just a woman woman with a real body. Yeah. Right? It's like, I would not look at America Ferreira and think plus size. No. Or no. like, you know what I mean? Like, she's got a very normal body. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a normal a normal woman normal with curves. With curves. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And yeah. they treat her like she's a fucking pariah. And so then she leaves, she runs away, and then she comes back to the house. And I used to do this where I would like run away just to see if like anybody was upset that I left. <laughs> Stop! Just the drama. So she wanted attention. Yeah. <laughs> Literally me, just a sook, a sook who wants attention. Dead. Um, 
Yeah. Now, my mom would never fit into that shit. She'd be like, bye. <laughs> my mom would. Oh, would she? Because, like, you know what? My mom's yeah. like, she's, like, terrified it's that true. I would, like, get kidnapped or something. So yeah. she'd be like, Amelia. And I'd be like, I'm here. <laughs> my poor mom. Yeah, your poor mom. Oh, my God. You're such a freak. Sus Bimbi. Sus love you. Yeah. Um, so she comes back to the house and the family, like, her dad, stepmom, step-siblings are all, like, happily having dinner. So this bitch pegs a rock through the I window. I love it. And she just stands there like, stands. death stands. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. And then she just walks away. I love how the dad does not even try and like run after her. <laughs> like, doesn't rock. try and drop her to the airport. No. He's she just worst. goes back home. Yeah, that's insane. Like, big dad. She must have obviously called her mum and been like, "Help a sister out." Yeah, you know she would have been like, "Mum, I'm coming home." Yeah. So mum would have. She would have probably. Flight. Called her mum earlier that day. Me trying to like come up with the plot. <laughs> um, I reckon she called her mum earlier that day and was yeah. like, "I'm coming home after the bridal dress." Yeah, after the thing. bridal dress yeah. scenario, like get me the hookup. Yeah, you know, ran away. And then the mum would have called the dad yeah. after and been like, "She's obviously leaving." Yeah, what the fuck did you do? Very yeah, that. so she goes home. Meanwhile, in the background, Tibby is developing this friendship with um, Bailey. Um, she does learn that Bailey has leukemia. Correct. Because um, she's initially annoyed by Bailey's presence. You know, she's 12. She, like, butts in every time she tries to interview people. She's just, like, generally annoying. There's yeah. also, like, Brian McBrien, her boyfriend. Tibby's also <laughs> dead. Tibby's also just, like, bothered by everything. She's just, like, that's her character, right? She just yeah. gets so easily bothered. Very, like, angsty. Just hormonal teenager. Yeah, very that. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, she finds out that Bailey has leukemia. So then she kind of, like, softens yeah. towards her. Um, and then Bailey's like, is it because you know that I'm Is sick? it because you know I'm sick now? Yeah. And she's kind of like, yes, but no. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, I think, um, like, that's such a tricky thing, right? Because it's, like, it's your human instinct to naturally, like, soften on someone if you know, like, they're going through something. And there's or, nothing like, wrong with that. No, I think it just shows... It's empathy. Empathy, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and human emotion. So, yeah. But it's also, like, you don't want to start treating someone completely different. Yeah. Because of, you know, and... Making allowances for, like, certain behaviours just because they're ill. 100%. Yeah. Um, So then there's that scene where Bailey tries on the pants because Mm -hmm. Tibby tells her that there's, like, magic pants and they all fit the other girls. She tries them on and they don't fit her, which is sad because, like, you watch it and you're just like, she was trying to make them work for her. She was trying to get some of the magic for herself, Um, which doesn't happen because, yeah, she's not part of the sisterhood. Yeah. Um, and then they have that scene. I don't know where we are in the movie, but they have that scene where Bailey's basically like, I'm afraid of what I'll miss. Talking about dying. It's so sad. And it's Stop, really, it's cry. really sad. It's I'll really cry. sad. Yeah. She's so young. She's a baby. She's a baby. Yeah. It's awful. And yeah. I guess the family has decided to stop treatment because she, Tibby finds that out from the neighbors. Yes. Just so casually tell her that. Yeah. Fucking um, nosy. Bridget's still in Cabo at yeah. soccer pit camp. Yeah. She goes on a date with, well, I mean, she goes to the bar goes with the her bowl. friends. Yeah. But obviously is there to see Eric. Eric. Um, and then they dance and then he like says no. Yeah. Um, and then anyway, when it's Bridget's turn with the pants, she leads Eric to the, ba- I'm reading from Wikipedia and they have sex. <gasps> I didn't know that. Neither. 
This is what Wikipedia says. So they like do Does it. Does it allude to that? I don't, I guess. I don't know. I didn't remember this part. So she leads Eric to the beach at night where they have sex. Bridget becomes depressed afterwards and isolates herself when she returns home. I do remember Lena coming back or coming, coming back and be like, TB, um, fucking hell. Bridget needs us. Yeah. That's right. And then she comes home and then that's why Lena apologizes for not getting back in time. Yeah. But Lena was also having her own love story in and Greece. And Lena was also, yeah, in Literally on another in continent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so the girls all come back together um, and the girls convince Carmen to go to the dad's wedding yeah. just to repair the relationship. Yeah. Um, and she does. And the dad turns around and does the one good thing and invites her up yeah. to stand by his side while he gets married. They hug it out. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. I feel like it's still not enough. And I feel like it's like... There's years of yeah, there's therapy years of, and relationship yeah. mending that has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. yeah. It's giving neglect, you know? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, and then with Bridget, she basically, what you know, obviously worries that she's like her mom mm-hmm. um, with the deep depression. Uh, and the girls reassure Bridget that she's stronger than her mother and comfort her with happy memories of her mother because the mums were all besties. Yeah. After they met, obviously, and had kids in together. prenatal um, class. Yeah, which I thought was cute. I was like, that's like me and Alicia. Yeah. Because our mums are besties and that's oh, how they? we met. Cute. Yeah. yeah. So they were pregnant at the same time um, and then uh, we were born like a month mm-hmm. apart. Oh, wow. Yeah, Very so we close. grew up together. And we didn't really – like we were close as kids – then yeah. obviously went to different schools and all that. And then we became really close again when we moved to Sydney. Mm. Yeah. As like young adults. This would kind of be like me and my friend, Nicole. Like we've known each other since like kindergarten. Mm. Um, and we're still really, really good friends. We're six months apart. Like, Cute. yeah, forever. Yeah. We love, love like that. a lifelong friend. A lifelong friendship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's great. And like, I feel like lifelong friends, like, I feel like, you know, can always dip in and out of your life. Yeah. And like your relationship with them changes, but they're still always there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I know I can always call Nicole and if like I needed to go stay at her house for two weeks, she'd be like, come over. You know what I mean? Like it would never be an issue. Mm. You know? Yeah. We love a lifelong friend. I love that. Yes. So then the girls meet Lena at the airport and then obviously they go all go to the wedding together um, and then... That's it. That's it. And then we have the next movie, which we're not going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode. Yeah. Um. So how many warm and fuzzies would you give it, Miss Amelia? Eight. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I'm sitting, yeah, eight, eight and a half. Um, love I loved it. it. Sorry. I loved it. I loved yeah. it too. I think it's a really, really good movie. Um, some problematic things as we've discussed. Mm. Uh, yeah, it really just gives you that warm and fuzzy. Like I said, like, I feel like this is like one of those movies that we've reviewed and I'm like, oh, like, I just love this movie. It just makes me want to go to yeah. Europe. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's kind of like a movie. Like it's like when it comes to like depth, I feel like we've dug to find what we needed to find, mm-hmm. but like you need to dig, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think on surface level, you could be quite fooled in thinking this is quite like a vapid movie or like quite a surface level movie. I shouldn't have used the word vapid, more like a surface level movie. Mm-hmm. But the deeper you dig, there the, are layers the to it. The more layered sure. it becomes. It's like an onion. Yeah. 
It has layers. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Thank you. Um, if you would like to follow us on TikTok or Instagram, our handle is womanfuzzy underscore podcast. Um, you can also follow us personally. Amelia's handle is at Amelia Singson and mine is at Shinino underscore. Thanks so much, guys. Have a lovely week. Enjoy it. Soak up this sunshine if you're in Sydney. If you're not, live your best life. Anyway, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.